that I could give. We just actually met for the first time this morning. Uh, but the, you know, I've, if I can say this uh, the right way, I don't uh, go across the country or hear about uh, this great preacher, Benny Beckham. What I hear about is a man that God is using, a, a man that God is working through and speaking through. And, uh, and honestly, I uh, wanted uh, God to work out a time where we could have him. I knew that he was booked up for years, and God just worked it out. He worked it out for him to, to be able to come to us and uh, to be with us. And so he's going to come preach to us today, and I'm excited about that, thrilled to be able to hear him. And uh, let's give Brother Beckham a warm welcome. Thank you. Well, it's good to be here. You didn't hear what I said to the preacher, and I'm not sure if he did, but I'll always say, I love you, preacher, because we are to love our preacher, and we are to love his family. Amen. And we are to love one another. Amen. And so I wanted you to know what I said to him. And um, it's good to be here. I'm sorry that my wife and daughter could not come but maybe next time. And, um, and that's not inviting myself back, but I hope, I hope that uh, maybe one day I can come back. All right, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6. I would like to bring, I would like to bring a message to you this morning that God has used across America, foreign countries, Canada, and... Um, God has greatly used this particular message. I got where I was not using it as much because I was going back to so many. I go back to almost 99% of the churches, which is a good thing. But that was just putting me in 51, 52 churches a year. And so we started doing something a little different so that I can get into some new churches. And so now I am re-preaching this message again. And uh, God has added some things to it down through the 17 years that I have been doing these prayer revivals. And someone said, Brother Beckham, what is a prayer revival? I can't, I can't explain them. All I can say is you have to. that have, uh, you know, heard of them. But the greatest revival America has ever experienced was a prayer revival of 1857 and 1858 in New York City, Manhattan, New York, when a guy by the name of Jeremiah Lanfear got a burden for a million people to be saved. And he believed that God was able to do it. And he believed in intercessory prayer. And so he said one day to a Reformed Dutch Reformed Church, he said, I'm going to have a prayer meeting tomorrow at 12 o'clock. And everyone that would like to come to be a part of that prayer revival, that revival for a million people to be saved, 
I would like for you to show up. Well, three people showed up. And Jeremiah prayed anyway. And so the next day, he did it again and again and again. And his group began to, to build. And in six months, he had 10,000 men praying in one location in Manhattan, New York. And in a year's time, it was estimated that over a million people had gotten saved. Because one man had a burden, had a burden, and believed in his God that he could fulfill that burden. And he went to God in prayer, and God answered his wonderful prayer. Amen. I cry almost every time I think of what God did back in those years. But I see the same thing similar happening across America. The churches that will pray is blessed churches. The churches that won't pray are cursed cursed churches. Let me call your attention, please, this morning to Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6. And I would like to bring this message. It is natural. It is natural. And more likely you have heard that it's not natural for a Christian to pray. But I'm here to report to you from the scriptures that it is natural for a child of God to pray. Let's stand and read our text. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6. The Bible says, don't you like that ring? The Bible says, not some preacher says, but the Bible says. Uh, and because you're sons, because you're in the family of God, because you have been born again, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, not into your heads, but into your hearts crying, Abba, Papa, Daddy, Father, Holy Father, only one time in the Bible and, and the high priestly prayer of a real Lord's Prayer in John 17. And so here we have it that it's natural. It's just natural for you to pray because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Let's pray, Father. I sure love you. Thank you for opening this door. And Lord, as I prayed in the pastor's office, Lord, I want to be a blessing to these dear brothers and sisters of mine. Lord, I want to be very loving and very sensitive to them. And Lord, I want to be used again this morning. And Father, if I can't be loving and caring, please, please let me swallow my pride and just sit down and be quiet. Because Lord, there's preachers in this room can preach much better than me anyway. But Lord, I do want to be used. And then that lost person that may be sitting before me, 
Lord, that they know nothing about you. They know nothing about your love, your grace, your forgiveness. But Lord, I know that your spirit's going to speak to them. And I just pray that they and their free will will say yes to your invitation. Thank you. I sure love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Matthew Henry said it this way. You may as soon find a living man who does not breathe as a living Christian who does not pray. When you see a little baby, you bring home that little baby from the hospital. And that little baby, when it's hungry, when it's thirsty, when it needs attention, it's just natural for that little baby to cry. And when he cries or she cries, the mama comes a-running. And it's the same way. When we, as God's children, when we cry, he comes a-running to take care of us too and take care of our needs, take care of our wants, and sometimes just to give us some blessing. Amen? And so this morning with that thought in mind, I hope that you can honestly say, Brother Beckham, it's natural for me when I wake up in the morning to say thank you, Father, for waking me up. Brother Beckham, I hope, I hope, I hope that you can say this. Brother Beckham, it's just natural for me around 12 o'clock during the day. Just thank God for what he has done for me from the time I woke up to the middle of the day. Brother Beckham, it's just natural for me to just talk to the Lord all the time. Well, that's biblical. That's biblical, church. And so many, so many preach. If the average preacher only prays 12 minutes a day, if he prays at all, they tell me. And the new statistic is that the bench warmer, the ones that just comes to church and, you know, he listens to the preacher, the average time that they pray is five minutes. And staff members, if they pray at all, is very little. And so why, why are our churches in the mess they are in? Because we're not praying. We are not praying. We're not doing what God tells us to do. And we're doing a lot of preaching. We're doing a lot of teaching. We're doing a lot of soul winning in our fundamental churches, but not a lot of praying. The emphasis should be on praying. By the way, Jesus prayed more than he preached. He prayed more than he soul win too, by the way. And I'm not here to stir up nothing, but that's his Bible. Amen. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. And, and so we better get back to making this place a house of prayer. Jesus said, quoting Isaiah 58, verse 6 or 7, he said, my house shall be known as the house of prayer. And it's known for everything but the house of prayer in, in 2017. And by the way, when he went into that temple on that day, he found them doing everything but praying. I believe he went in there to pray. 
and because it was known as the house of prayer. And he went in there to pray, and he saw these people selling doves and all kind of stuff, and the Bible said he took a whip and whipped them out. Amen. He should have. Amen. We need to be spanked if we don't talk to our father. That's rude. That's terrible. Amen. And so uh, let's look at the first thing here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, the first thing I want you to write down is it is natural. It is just natural for a Christian to pray. Now listen to my terminology. To pray because the spirit, because the spirit of prayer dwells inside of us. Amen. Writing a new book on the awareness of God. Hardest book I have ever written out of the eight or nine books that has been published by the Intercessor Publication. And uh, it is a hard book. uh, The devil fights it every day. Every time I pick it up, the devil fights. Because, see, the devil doesn't want us to live in the presence of God. He doesn't want us to live in the awareness of God's presence. Amen. And that's the reason why... Brother uh, Williams, that I, I hope that you will continue to teach your spiritual warfare messages because we need to know about that. Because I, I'm telling you, the devil doesn't want you to pray, and he'll fight you. He'll fight you every minute of the way, every minute of the day. He, he doesn't care. You can knock doors until your hands bleed. You can read the Bible until you go blind. But he doesn't want you to have a relationship with God. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is not a bunch of words. It's not muttering a bunch of words. Prayer is a relationship between you and your heavenly Father. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'll amen myself. Amen. Because I'm telling you, it's the truth. We need, we need to have that relationship. Look at it now. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, the Bible says, What, 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 know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? Where, it, where does he live? In the, in the sheet rock here, in the pews here, in the carpet here? Oh no, he lives within us. He goes everywhere we go. He sees everything we see. He hears everything we hear. Uh, God is with us. Amen. And it's a terrible thing for us to walk with God on a 24-hour basis and never say thank you, never say I love you, never uh, recognize His presence at all. And millions of so-called Christians are doing that. I call them believers. They are saved. They're on their way to heaven but they're not Christians. Hello. That might, that might, might bust your theological bubble there, but I'm telling you, a Christian is someone that is Christ-like. A Christian is someone that walks with Christ. Amen. And so there's a lot of believers. There's a lot of believers in our churches this morning. I don't know how many of them are Christ-like, but there's a lot of believers today. Amen. And so we have here that it's natural to pray. We read in Galatians 4, 6, that he leads us to pray. He gives us a hunger to pray. He gives us a thirst to pray. Amen. Is that not Bible? Am I still in the book, guys? 
Uh, so so in, 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 in 1 Corinthians, it, it just confirms Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6. And then look in Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. At the time of your conversion, the spirit of truth, faith, holiness, grace, and supplication moved into where? Into your hearts. Hello. Moved into your hearts. And then in Romans 8 and verse 15, the Bible says, For ye have not received the spirit of, of, of bondage, again the fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, and because, according to this verse, because we have been adopted into the family of God, we cry, Abba, Father. We wouldn't be able to say, Abba, Father, if it had not been for the adoption and our salvation. Amen? And so because we are saved... We have the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit living inside of us, prompting us to pray. You say, I don't have that, preacher. Well, you can have it. It's, it's, it's free. All you have to do is, is bow your head right now and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life and save my soul. Amen. And so it's very simple to, to get salvation. And then look in Romans 8 and verse 26. The Holy Spirit, we are told again, the Holy Spirit moves on the heart of the believer to pray. What I'm trying to get you to realize is it is going to be natural for you to pray if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. If, you're just, if you just have a baptism certificate or if you have prayed a one, two, three prayer, or you've done something like that, that's not, that's not going to get you to the point of, of, of being natural and having a natural relationship with God. Yeah, just because you've been baptized, that doesn't mean that the Abba Father lives inside of you. The only way Abba Father lives inside of you is if you have asked God under conviction to save you, and he moved in and saved you. Amen. And then it is going to be natural. Now, I know there's times that I have, I, I don't feel like praying, but I still have that hunger to pray. I still have that thirst to pray. Sometimes I get too busy to pray, and if we get too busy to pray, we're too busy. We need to stop, amen, and, and, and reschedule some things. And so look in Romans 8. Some people tell me, Brother Beckham, Brother Beckham, listen to me, sir. You're kind. I love you. I love you, Brother Beckham. You're so kind. And, 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 but listen, Brother Beckham, I just don't, I don't pray because I don't know how to pray. Oh, come on. Quit copping out. Amen. Quit giving those kind of silly excuses. Amen. Look in Romans 8. I got good news for you anyway. Romans 8, verse 26, likewise, the Spirit, likewise, the Spirit, boy, I love that. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. He, matter of fact, He takes my inability and gives me the ability to pray. He's right there to help me. When Diane was dying with brain cancer and breast cancer, let me tell you, there was days I didn't know what to say. I didn't, I didn't know how to put my hurt in words. And, and the Holy Ghost did my praying for me. He did my interceding for me. He walked into the presence of the Father for me. And, 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 and folks, listen, that's... that's uh, <laughs> Do you all shout here in Memphis... 
uh, that, that should bring a shout to your shouter, amen? I'm telling you uh, to know that when you, when you don't know what to say, that the Holy Ghost is inside of you praying for you anyway. Wow. Amen. Oh, boy, I get excited over this sometimes. Wow. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but... The Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Hallelujah. Can we just take recess and... Amen. Boy. You say, now preacher, th that's not what takes place in my life. That's not my life. What you're reading here, uh, that's just not me. Well, let me... Let me read you one more verse. It might clear it up. Romans 8 and verse 9. See, if you have the Spirit of God in you, this is, taking, this is going to take place. Always ask the preacher and the staff. Always ask, uh, sir, will the Holy Ghost do his job? I mean, he, he will. The Holy Ghost will do its brotherhood. He will do his job, won't he? Now, if he's in there, he's going to do his job. And if it's not taking place, let me show you. Romans 8, verse 9. But you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man hath not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That might be the problem in, in our churches. We have people that doesn't have the Spirit of God. They have gone through some low experience, emotional experience, but they, it, it, it's, it, it's not the real thing because if it's real, this is going to take place. The Bible cannot lie. It's going to take place. It's going to. And if it's not taking place, oh my, don't you gamble with your soul. Swallow it, come to the altar, get saved, bow your head in the pew and get saved if you don't want to walk the aisle because I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is going to do His job. Amen and amen. Now, number two. Not only is it natural to pray because we have the Holy Ghost living inside of us, but it is natural to assume that believers will pray because we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you listening? How many of you are listening? Okay. All right. Now look at it. 1 John 2 and verse 6. The Bible says, the Bible says, I hear from, I hear uh, interpretations from preachers until I'm so sick and die. my head is hurting from interpretation. We don't need interpretation. We, what we need to do is just take the word of God face value and do what God tells us to do. Amen. First John chapter 2 and verse 6. He that saith anyone can say. He that saith, he abideth in him or himself, 
also so to walk even as he walked. And Brother Williams' preachers will tell me, Brother Beckham, we can't walk as Jesus walked. We can't walk worthy of the Lord. You know that, Brother Beckham. No, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know that. Amen. If, why would Jesus tell us to do something that we can't do? I will agree we can't do it in the flesh. We can't do it on our own. But we sure can do it if we are carrying out Romans chapter 8. In a spirit-filled life. We can do it in the spirit-filled life. We can't, I'll say it again, we can't do it in the flesh. But we can do it with the help of the Abba that lives within us. Amen. Look in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 4. The Bible, notice now, I hope you have your Bible. I hope you're following along with me. He that saith, he that, he that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Now, I would never, I would never, I know you don't know me, but Brother Williams, I would never call anyone a liar. I would never be rude to anyone. I, 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 I'm just not made that way. But, but, but if God calls you a liar, I can't do anything about it. Amen. I can't do anything about it. Uh, so let me read it to you again because some of you really enjoyed it. Let me read it to you again. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments. So you say, I know God, but I never pray. You're a liar. And I say it kindly. I say it with all the love I can muster up in this little Georgia body of mine. Amen. I love you, but if you never talk to the Father and you say you are a son and you never have a hunger to talk to him, you're a liar. And the truth is not in you. Look in John 10 and verse 27. John 10 and verse 27. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. You say, preacher, I don't follow the Lord. I'm not where I should be. Well, get there this morning. Swallow your pride, my dear brother and sister, and, and get right with the Lord. You got a church to build. You got an auditorium to fill up. You got kids and moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas to reach. And you can't do it playing around with God. Amen. You just can't. You just can't do it. You know, when I, when I think about walking as Jesus walked, Jesus prayed all the time. He prayed regarding his baptism. He prayed all night before he selected the 12 disciples. His transfiguration was graced with his praying. He prayed before some of his miracles he prayed in the garden before the crucifixion. He prayed during the crucifixion. His entire life was surrounded with his relationship with the Heavenly Father. We are to walk the same walk. Oh, by the way, in Georgia language, this means, give me an amen, please. 
That's what that means. And so when I think about all this, I think about Romans 8, 27. He maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. I think about Hebrews 7, 25. He ever liveth to pray. He's still praying for me. He prayed in the high priestly prayer that I would get saved. Think about that one. That will bring a shout to your heart. I'm not talking about Abraham prayed for me to get saved or Moses and some of those guys or Paul, but Jesus Christ himself 2,000 years ago plus I prayed that Benny Beckham would get saved. John 17, verse 20, 21, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's good. Matter of fact, that's better than pecan pie. And, and this Georgia boy loves pecan pie. That's better than banana pudding, the old kind, not this modern stuff. Not this whipped cream. Ugh. No. I'm talking about the old kind. You put in the oven and you brown those egg whites. I better better get back to preaching. Amen. Oh. See what the devil will do? He got my mind on pecan pie and, and banana pudding. Get out of here, devil, and leave me alone. I love you. Number three. It is natural to pray because we, we as believers, we as Christians, I hope, we love the Lord. How many of you love the Lord? Be careful. Be careful raising that hand because the next question is, when did you talk to him last? <laughs> Amen. If you love him, you talk to him. Okay, look in John 14, 15. The Bible says, who is it that loves the Lord? Who is it? Who is it that loves the Lord? And Jesus explains in John 14, 15. If you love me, Benny Lee Beckham, if you love me, keep my commandments. Okay, Lord. Look in John 14, 21. The Bible says, he that hath my commandments. We, we, we really don't have a shortage of the Bible. Uh, I was telling pastor this morning, every time I go to preach a revival for Dr. Don Green in Michigan, he always gives me a Bible, and he signs the inside. I have brown Bibles, red Bibles, black Bibles. I, 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 I must have 40 individual copies of the Word of God, but that doesn't make me a lover of God just because I have a bunch of Bibles. Amen? It doesn't. Hey, just because I'm preaching the Bible, you don't know for sure that I love God. Amen? Uh, you, you're just taking my word for it. Amen? And, uh, and so the Bible says, He that hath my commandments, and what? And keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. Now, how many of you really love the Lord? How many of you have prayed uh, continually all, all this past week? How many of you have, have went out soul winning? How many of you have tithed today? How many of you have studied your Bible, not just read it? How, and I could go on and on about commandments in the Bible. See, we think we can just do what we want to do when we want to do it. But no, you have to do what God tells you to do when he wants you to do it. 
and a lot of this stuff is on daily basis, amen? And so, and then I want you to look in John 14, 23, the Bible says, if a man loves me, if he has time, he'll keep my words. No, it's not there. If he feels, feels like it, he'll keep my words, no. The Bible says in verse 23 of John 14, if a man loves me, he will. He will. He will. Well, what does, what does, what does that mean in the Greek? He will. Aren't you proud of my intellectual ability? Did I impress you? Oh, boy. Everybody wants to know what the Greek says, the Hebrew says. Why can't we just go with the, just the English Bible? Amen. Amen. Just, just stick with the, the because it's, it's true. I have an evangelist friend that just kisses it. When he's preaching, just kisses it. Hmm, that's pretty good. Amen. Now I know why he kisses it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to stand. I want you to shut your Bibles. Shut your Bibles and, and look up this way. I am going to read John 14, 23, eight times. And then I'm going to read a command to you. And... If you're not doing these commands, then you're not in the will of God. And if you're not in the will of God, then you're not right with God. And please don't hurt our Father. You wouldn't want your children to hurt you. And you want your children to follow your commands, don't you? So let, let, let's do the same with our Heavenly Father. Listen to John 14, 23, eight times. And then we're going right into the invitation. Now listen. If a man loves me, he will keep my words. Matthew 6, 6. Pray to thy father. That's as much written to us as it was to the disciples. Amen. It's still the word of God. Pray to thy father. If a man loves me, he will keep my words, Matthew 6, 9, after this manner, pray ye. If a man loves me, he will keep my words, Matthew 9, 38. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Not only are we to pray for our missionaries, and you have one here with you today. And... Uh, we are not just to send them a, a, a support check. Most of them will tell you they would rather have your prayers than your money. Amen. And so we are commanded to pray for laborers. Amen. We are commanded to do that. How many of you, your, your missionaries, I get under conviction every time I, I, I ask the Lord if I could cut part, this part out of my message. Because I get under conviction because our, my church back home supports, I don't know, 58 missionaries, I think it is, and, and, and I've only been a member there, I, I can justify it, I've only been a member there uh, a year, or maybe two years, so I really don't have time to learn their names, that's a cop-out, I should know their names because I'm praying for them, amen, okay, uh, if a man loves me, 
He will keep my words, Luke 18, 1. Men ought always to pray and not faint. If a man loves me, he will keep my words, Ephesians 6, 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. If a man loves me, now listen, church, he will keep my words. Pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. If a man loves me, he will keep my words, 1 Timothy 2, 8. I will that men praise everywhere. Now, are you doing those things? You say, no, preacher, I'm not. Please don't tell anyone that you love the Lord. Please don't tell anyone that you're a member of Calvary Baptist, Calvary Baptist Church. They'll see. You might tell someone that knows these scriptures, and then they wonder, well, you claim to be a Christian, you claim to love God, you claim to be a follower of God, and you don't do this? Then it brings reproach. So you say, Brother Beckham, I'm, I'm a deacon, and I don't pray. I guess I'm going to have to resign. No, that's not the answer. Keep your position and start praying. Well, I guess I'm going to have to quit my, my bus route or my Sunday school. Oh, no, no. You don't quit anything. You just get right. I've been there. I had to do that, and I'll tell you more about that later. Maybe tonight. If tonight comes, that's the problem, folks. We don't know we're going to be here tonight. We don't even know we're going to be here in the next five minutes or five seconds. Mm -hmm. I love you. Just met you. Friendly, folks. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you love the Lord and you follow the Lord just because you're friendly. Let's be honest where we can have a true revival today, this morning. Can we do that? Let's pray. Father, I love you. I pray. Lord, I, 